startups that are bootstrapped, they're really businesses already. The problem is when you do that, you're most likely going to hire awesome people who are going to do awesome things. To me, that's that's maybe there's a way to just kind of start over a little bit. Hey, listener, this is Adam Beta. My name is Peter Soom, and my co-host is Matt Wensing. Matt is the founder of Summit, and I'm the founder of Reform. And on this podcast, you get to follow along on our startup journeys. Don't forget to check out our website on adabeta.fm to find our entire back catalog and other resources, including our Start Here page for new listeners. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, man. How, uh, how's it going? Uh, it's going fine. I'm on the other side of a very busy couple of weeks which um it's like that re-entry period <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah busy on the personal side so re-entering sort of normal work life and uh yeah yeah adjustment big big life stuff happening i did i did so that's uh it's exciting daughter graduated high school son graduated middle school had a bunch of parties and guests and um, stress tested the house, if you will, in terms of guests, <laughs> maximum capacity, maximum capacity. And, uh, but it's great. We all had a good time, used the pool, which was nice. And, uh, at one point I think we had 30, like 32 people over or something and more than a dozen kids in the pool. And it was crazy, but it was, it was really fun. So nice. good memories. And, uh, yeah, looking ahead to June now. Nice. Summer, yeah. summer season. It is. Well, yeah. it's always Summer's, summer where you live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, usually, uh, except for when it's like a blizzard, in a freak blizzard in January or February. Um, but generally warm, yeah. And the thing that's different for me is, of course, the kids not being in school means that I am like on some different schedule. So <laughs> I need to figure out what my new schedule is for work when everybody's home all the time. Um, yeah. That sounds slightly stressful yeah although i will say with them being older um our youngest are 11 like right about to turn 12 um all everybody home all the time actually means everyone's home until they either bike drive or get a ride to where they actually want to (laughs) go and then they're gone Uh for like three or four hours and then they want to come back again so um so it's just a lot more moving around but uh yeah, they, they don't have to be entertained anymore. We're out of that phase, which you are right in the middle of. I, know, so. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. right there. <laughs> right there. Right there. Yeah. He doesn't read himself. Will you put these socks on my hands, Dad? So I can Aww. take them off and ask you one more time? <laughs> yeah. And do that for half an hour? Yeah. Yeah. You're brute forcing entertainment. There's no leverage right now in your situation. There's like... Mm. it's. You might wind up a toy for 60 seconds and then 60 seconds later, <laughs> you have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How are you doing? Good. We're, um, we're going to Scotland in less than two weeks. It's the first time since uh, we moved to Denmark when COVID started. Yeah. So we're yeah. really excited to be back. That's and we're, awesome. going, uh, we're going to Glasgow first, where we lived. That we're going there for eight days, I think, staying with some friends. And just doing all the stuff we couldn't do when we moved because everything was closed, strict lockdown. Mm. And um, then we've rented like a a camper van. So we're going to do like the van life thing for a week. Oh, wow. Which I'm really excited about. My wife and I did it um, a few years ago 
in the S- Scottish Highlands. It was amazing. You just like wow. park the car and the most amazing views. So it's going to be very interesting to do that with a almost two year old. Yeah, yeah. I think it has a <laughs> chance of like being the ideal holiday for him because it's like mm. he's get he gets to be extremely close with mom and dad all the time. Yeah, which is kind of and what it also doesn't sound like do. there's a lot of there's not like a lot of um, rules and structure that are going to make it stressful for you guys to like just a little bit more free perhaps. The thing is like if we if we make sure we have enough stuff in the car to like eat and drink, we can. Yeah just stop the car and not go anywhere and just be in it it's kind of (laughs) self-contained got it got it nice and you know it's scotland so we'll expect it to be like 13 degrees celsius and rain all the time right Ooh, yeah is that what it's like this time of year wow that that's that's not what it's like because often it is nicer like a Mm. austin winter maybe but um yeah yeah but it can be it can be. And you know, when you're driving around the highlands and the the way the mountains are there, you kind of want like a day of rain just because it's so, it looks great yeah. in rain. I bet. It looks great. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, that's cool. But it's, <laughs> it's like going to a rainforest. <laughs> it's been quite interesting planning this journey. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we're not used to traveling with a child. And um, I, I've come across like an interesting business part of the, or, or like a business idea i guess <laughs> we were trying to figure out how to get a car seat for this camper van and they they don't rent them out um so they suggested this website and it, the website is called baby comms 2 and it's it's just like strollers prams uh car seats all the stuff that you could just get shipped to anywhere in the world <laughs> where you need it for a vacation it's a pretty neat idea they were sold out, unfortunately, for our trip, so um, that we couldn't use them. But then I, I also realized we needed um, kind of like a bag to put our pram on the on the plane, and I was like, "Well, I realized they weren't that expensive, so it's like maybe maybe we'll just buy a used one." I guess like yeah, yeah. a lot of people buy these and then you just you know sell them afterwards because you don't need sure. them. And I go, so I, I found the one that we need for our pram and I go on the kind of like the eBay of Denmark and I type in the name of it and there's literally no one for sale, but there's <laughs> like hundreds of, of basically, so it's, this website is to only list things for sale, but people yeah. that have ads for, um, that they're renting it out for oh. like, and, and I'm oh. like, that's so weird. Like, not a single person is selling these. So either, like, every time one is for sale, someone buys it and rents it Snatches out. Snatches it up to rent it out. Yeah. It's but it is, like, it was, like, wild. too extreme to, like, happen organically. So, like, mm. I I kind of feel like there must be, like, some sort of, like, online course or something that people have taken. That's, like, this is how you make money oh. online. Like, you buy this yeah. pram bag and you just put it on yeah. the eBay and you just rent it out. Funny. And make money while you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that seems right. I could totally because see that. Because it's just Somebody weird. Like, yeah. literally no one is selling it. But hundreds of people that are renting them out. And I have never like tried to buy something used and, and you could only rent it. That is it weird. Makes no sense. That is, yeah, uh, but it's kind of interesting. I, like, I, I kinda want, I, so I bought a new one instead because I didn't want to rent it. And uh, I think I might try to see if I can rent it out. <laughs> 
when we're done with the with the trip. That's uh, yeah. Well, of course, apparently that's the thing you do. <laughs> Gotta make some money. Yeah. Why would you just why why just own when you can also lease it out? Yeah. 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 So that's uh, that's what's going on in my life. Trying to figure out how to do oat milk on a camping tr- oat meal on a camping trip. <laughs> yeah. Sounds fun. It's, it's been done before. Sounds like you'll be there at around the same time that I'm in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. You should come so, to Scotland. <laughs> yeah, it's just next door. <laughs> yeah, so I wish yeah, I had a lot more time. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paris is pretty pretty great as well. Yeah, that'll be fun. So we'll see. We're finalizing our plans. Sweet. Oh, sweet. Let's uh, let's uh, talk about our spot new sponsor for the month, and then do updates afterwards. But uh, we have a new sponsor, which is Feature Upvote. And uh, the founder is Steve McLeod, who's a listener of the podcast as well and a well-known figure in the community. He hosts the Bootstrapped FM podcast. And he's a great guy. Feature Upvote is a great product. Um, the product is, it's, it, you know, the name kind of gives it away, but it, they do one of these, uh, they do these boards where views, users can share feature requests and uh, and other users can upvote those uh, feature requests. And um we just recorded a, a bonus episode about feature upvote, and we once again switched up the format. So, um, because feature upvote is so such a like traditional bootstrap business, and you know Steve is kind of very much like a part of our listener crowd, we thought it would be cool to do like a talk about some questions or challenges that Steve has with feature upvote. So um, I think. Basically, all of it will be relevant if you are listening to this podcast. It's kind of all in our wheelhouse. And uh, I think it turned out as a really good episode. And uh, it's going to be released as a bonus episode. And we're going to post basically the four different things we talked about in the next four episodes. So you can listen to it here as well. Yeah, people should check that out. And uh, they should sign up for feature upvote and or at least go check it out steve set up a dedicated out of beta page on the website which was uh, pretty awesome and he's offering 20 percent off to all of our listeners and uh, you can find out more on featureupvote.com out of beta yeah so uh let's let's do some some updates let's do it should i go first sure cool I um I'm seeing some really good signs with both freemium and SEO. The mm. the traffic is like the the absolute numbers are still quite small, but it's it just feels like it's starting to happen a little bit. Um sweet. When I look at the past week in Fathom, it's about 20 to 25% of the traffic that's coming from people filling out uh, free forms so most of them when they get to the thank you page they can either just close the form or they can click to the reform website when they fill out a free form and um, quite a high percentage of people filling out free forms do that and it's obviously it's not like highly uh, targeted traffic it's just people who randomly filled out a form but at least they you know they just saw the product and uh I did share on Twitter that one person uh, gave as a sign-up reason 
that he just filled out a, a random form and he really liked the experience. So he signed up for reform to check it out himself, which is like, I think we ha- we've had this expression, Danish expression explained on the podcast before, but it's, we like to say it's a water, water on my mill. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, That's what so comes to my I, head I, when I think about it. Yeah. It's so quaint. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And then, SEO traffic is um, also like 20 to 25%. Well, most of it is still brand searches, so people searching for reform. But we are starting to see more and more rankings. And I, and I talked about last week how I, I started um, releasing this template directory, which is not really a directory yet. It's just kind of like the, the outline, all the... It's basically just a page for all the templates we want to build or we have, but it's not really linking directly to anything right now. It's just linking to sign up. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, it's stuff that you could, in theory, build with Reform. And some of it, we have templates, but we just, we don't, we don't have like a, we, we haven't built like a template gallery that's like hooked up to everything yet. Um, but we kind of wanted to see how, how it, the SEO part of it went and if it got picked up before we spent too much time. So we have like a very like MVP approach to this. But um, a few days ago, one of the templates started to rank. And then today I like my, my, you know, the, the email update I get from Ahrefs was like, you have 25 new uh, keywords you're ranking for (laughs) since yesterday. Like it's just so exciting getting these emails and following it all the time. That's really cool. I, I think that uh, bit of a narrative violation, uh, if you will, because like in my mind, I always think of SEO as this like long payoff thing, right? Yeah. Which sort of discourage like it makes it less attractive to my like I want that quick hit of success, uh, progress. But what you just described sounds amazing. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. Sounds like the opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah, I and I, I think it really helps that our we have a high domain rank is what it's called compared to a lot of other, you know, you know people I know and their websites. But mm-hmm. I think it's because we have like thousands of links to forms, and mm. from forms to our website, so yeah. it's, it really helps. Like that's like my number one tip if you want to do SEO is like have a product that people links to, because it's going to help you a bunch. Yeah. But that's yeah, that's basically really the, cool. Man. The people I talked to that really knows, uh, they that really know about SEO, they all told me it's not going to take as long as you think. Like if you do it right, it it, it might go, you might start to see results faster. And you know, mm. it's not something we can. It, it's not something. Well, the absolute numbers are not very exciting right now. But it's about the trends, and it's about this. This wasn't something we had a few months ago. Like, but now it's starting to be a thing right and we can just yeah. see it like we're putting in an extremely like outsized amount of work in you know compared to the results we're seeing right now but it's because we know that it's gonna it's gonna pay back later yeah so it, it just feels good to like do the work now and just start to see these little uh, results come in and then just yeah, hopefully sure. it'll just work more in the future so your your oh. tools for this are I'm going to say Ahrefs. Okay. Yeah. And and also, um, I saw another one in the Slack. I don't know if you want to mention Yeah, that. I started using a new one today called Surfer. Um, okay. Which was recommended to kind of, well, because I already have some content that I've written. And just to make sure that it actually, 
um, you know, I'm trying to rank for certain keywords and this tool, one of the things is it does is it helps me, well, it helps, it, it checks to see if Google will also, well, to some like a search engine like Google, does it also look like you're trying to rank for this thing? So they'll be like, if you want to rank for this main keyword, here are all the different words that you should try to like include and a certain amount of time. And like, and they look at all your, all the like competing search results, like what kind of content are they? What words do they use? Um, what websites link to them, just all this stuff that you, so you, you, you want to do some of the same stuff and then do it better so you can rank higher than them. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it helps you do that. It also has, I haven't used this yet, but it also does have like some like uh, content generation stuff, like AI writing stuff and it could generate like a scaffold or like a content brief or something like yeah. that. You can get I was to a really writer. Blown I was blown away at how like, interactive it seemed i mean it, very it, much yeah it, yeah yeah uh, also like again with that sort of quick feedback loop or f- sensation of progress like yeah. that is a scoreboard that's literally going up as you use the tool as you type like your content yeah. score goes up yeah so like i may, maybe what's happened is uh people are realizing that like yeah this this is work it is hard to get feedback from google in months sometimes so why don't we give people like this instant feedback on their progress, which uh, yeah, sounds great. Yeah, and that tool is called Surfer. The other one I was looking for, uh, looking at, was called Phrase, F R A S E. I haven't tried that one yet because they, they these are not like freemium products; they're paid because they run some heavy stuff, you know, and uh, yeah, to do all those an- analysis. So, um, and I only wanted to pay for one of them because they kind of they do a lot of the same stuff. So I pick yeah. kind of like the old incumbent tool that just is, I guess, more battle tested. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, it, this is all completely new to me, but I'm learning on the job and it, it's really fun. And like I, I told Bjorn today, like, I feel like we're pretty kick ass, you know, building product. Like we're, we know how to do that. And um, we're also pretty good at like, at least some marketing stuff. Like we're good at like generating hype and like, putting together a brand and like kind of get, like get this feeling but if we can also nail this seo thing like we're pretty we have a pretty strong team you know pretty strong oh, foundation absolutely just in general like those are good skills to have i think yeah how to get noticed in the world <laughs> sweet yeah uh, i love it good man. yeah speaking of of building product um I really enjoyed listening to Art of Product <laughs> this last week. Um, did I did I catch that one? What was the topic? Might have missed it in the blur. Reform. Oh, of course that. And I how loved. Ben really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I heard that episode, and that made me very happy for you. I it was it was, uh, yeah. As as I said before, it's uh, that's my love language. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fills you up. That was yeah. great, man. Congrats. It was nice. Like it just felt like, and I, I'm not going to throw Ben under the bus, but I'll just say that when I was doing customer research for Reform before we um, we started working on it, he wasn't like he he wasn't standing in line to become a customer. Let's just put it that way. I also won't throw him under the bus, but I'll also say that he does not give free subscriptions, praise, uh, 
public testimonials, et cetera, just because you're a fellow founder slash bootstrapper, et cetera. Like, <laughs> any, I think any, you're probably right. And anything good from him is uh, earned. Only earned media. Let's put it that way. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good job yeah. on earning it. I yeah. mean, it, it it did feel extra good, I will say. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's good cool job. that Tubler is using Reform and one other Tubler. That's what they call themselves, right? <laughs> sure. They're in a tuple. Tubble, tuple. Um, the other tube. Replied to our onboarding emails and t- said that they really enjoyed those as well. So, yeah. Great. I just... Uh, it was it was a good week. Let me just put it that way. Heck yes. Um, yeah. Then uh, we're launching on Product Hunt on Monday. Yeah. We're launching the free product finally. Um, I I kind of don't know what I'm doing with this like product in a product kind of launch. I think Product Hunt mm-hmm. has switched up some stuff, so you can kind of like add products under your main profile. I'm not sure how that works yet, but um, <laughs> I've committed to live tweeting the whole thing or live tweet the whole thing. So, um, kind of like add some meta stuff to the whole process. And also like, I don't know, it's the kind of stuff I like reading on Twitter is like just following people's journeys or like stuff they do. So just felt like an opportunity to like do more of a, an interactive thread because people can ask questions and stuff like that. Or as I go along and like give me their input or if, if I forgot something or, yeah. So that's going Sweet. well. I've pinned that to my profile if people want to find it, if they haven't seen it. And then, mm-hmm. as I said, we're launching on Monday. So if you're listening to this, I I count on your support <laughs> on Product Hunt. Nice. Yeah, um, for sure. Please do. I will, I will yeah. be doing so. Cool, Thank man. you. Congrats. Yeah, so that's fun. And then uh, finally, we're... Uh, I think Bjorn is close to having a releasable ConvertKit integration. We're do, we nice. decided in the end to do it two-part. So the first version is going to be um, no setup. We just uh, we kind of make some assumptions on behalf of you. And then you can't really map anything. Like we're just going to... We're going to make sure that everything that that is relevant from your uh, reform goes into ConvertKit and is available there. But we do know like some of the people we talk to are power users and we want to solve their use case as well pretty quickly. So like soon after we release that, we'll release a more like advanced version where you can, you know, for each field in your form, like you can map it to something in ConvertKit and you can you can kind of like decide what the keys are and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, it's more robust, which is a yeah. complaint that that people have with um, some of our competitors' integrations. Nice. So I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really excited about this integration, man. I know you are too, but like, I think it just sounds like something that could really increase your growth rate, not just, you know, bring a few dollars in. Yeah. So. We'll I mean, see. I'm always skeptical with these integrations because you never yeah, know how true. they turn they're, out. They're very high. That's true. It's a very broad range of possibilities here. So could just be kind of a non-event, but I, I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful. I think yeah. if you market it right, it should it should yeah. work because people I hope we do this. then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. ConvertKit, they, they kind of promised that they would do help us spread the word a little bit. So um mm-hmm. 
that's uh that's nice and i i I know like when we did sap here like it it did give us a big bump that month so you know it was one of our best months so um yeah if you're if you play your cards right and you have a bit of luck as well i think integrations are pretty they can be pretty significant yeah yeah and that's kind of like our short term like how do we get some growth short term while we wait for like all this seo and freemium traffic to really kick in yeah so um, good stuff that's kind of how i'm thinking about it like going back and forth between like these long-term and short-term things product hunt obviously short-term as well even though every single day we get traffic from product hunt and we get people signing up saying (laughs) they came from product hunt yeah yeah i'm gonna have to do product hunt gonna have to do it at some point i like it you have to well done yeah good stuff yeah so um cool i guess that's uh that's what's going on over here nice nice so we're talking about our sponsor this month, Feature Upvote. Once again, we're kind of trying a new format. I had a call with Steve, the founder of Feature Upvote, and we uh, we talked about what could be a fun way to kind of do this special episode about Feature Upvote. I had an idea and, and Steve liked it. And I was basically, because Steve is like a very like traditionally like bootstrapped founder. He hasn't raised any money. He has like a very indie mindset. He looks like a lot of our listeners. So I thought it would make a lot of sense if, he was up for it to basically have some questions or challenges that he was going through and then we could talk about them and give our five cents about them and just kind of help Steve think through some of these things. He's a, he's a solo founder and he listens to the podcast as well. I thought that would probably make some some interesting content for everyone, not just Steve. We'll talk about a few things such as pricing, positioning, some some stuff that I think every bootstrap business will probably have to think about eventually on their journey. Are you up for it, Matt? I am. Let's do it. Cool. The first thing that Steve kind of wanted our take on was his pricing. He's opted for a pretty simple pricing model. If you look on the feature upvote pricing page, there's just one price. There's a standard price and it's $99 a month. And then there's like the standard 20% discount if you pick a yearly plan. And then there's an enterprise contact us kind of situation going on. Yeah. And one of the things that Steve has been thinking about is just, is this too simple? Is he missing out because he doesn't have tiers? Like we really recently added tiers to reform and it, it it i mean it does add some expansion revenue because it's more fine-grained i guess um but obviously like it's also nice to have simple pricing that's just very easy to understand actually he also did share that he does have a secret uh, bootstrapper startup price or bootstrapper price somewhere that people i don't know how they find it if they search for it but it's like oh actually it's it's in the faq uh, do you have a pricing plan for bootstrappers indie hackers or indie game developers and then there's a link nice. to another page where you get a special price so uh, people just found out about that now here and that is driving revenue as well people are finding that page and signing up for it so yeah cool. that's kind of the situation what's your immediate thoughts on single price versus tiers so he definitely has he has a pricing model. $99 per board per month will sort of generate a lot of different prices just depending on how many boards somebody has. 
So in some sense, it's sort of like saying it's, you know, Notion is $8 per user per month or enterprise. And I guess it's like saying there's no $12 mm. a month per user version. That simplicity can be, f- that's fine. Typically, once as you mature, having multiple plans is better because you figure out what people really need. You, you create plans that are more specific for them. I think my immediate question as a user was, it's hard for me to know how many boards I need. Like it's hard for me to sort of immediately know if one is enough, if two is enough. I wish something maybe farther up here explained to me that best practice or generally speaking, most customers have one board per product, one board per roadmap, per team. I don't really know how to map a board to my existing business. What's the use case for a board? So like with a Slack communication tool, it's really easy to know, well, one user gets to chat. So I I understand the unit of value. The unit of value on boards and Trust me, I know I'm coming from like a boards-centric app myself. That's what we build. It can be tricky to communicate that back to the user in terms they understand. So I think some clue here up high that typically one board per product is recommended or something would be nice. I think that's a really good point. But yeah, it is It is actually usage-based pricing, isn't it? It's not a single price, <laughs> Steve was saying. He has one pricing model, but he has unlimited prices and he's advertising the cheapest one which is 99 Right. And in his pricing table, he has like a tool tip for each thing in, mm. included in the plan. Like yeah. when it says unlimited contributors, there's an explanation about what a contributor is. And yeah. I think it'd be neat if he had the same thing for a board. That would be really useful. Then it could say a board is something used to organize X for a product, a whatever. Yeah. yeah. Feature upvote is, Steve told me, is doing solid five-figure MRR. Cool. Nice. Do you think he's at a, at a point in time where it makes sense for him to try to tweak this? In terms of the pricing page? Yeah. You think that's where his leverage is right now? I, I look at what we just said as a tiny optimization that's going to just help some percentage of people buy. I don't know what his growth is like, uh, I, so I know where he's at, but obviously you could be growing fast or slow or et cetera. What's going on with you? Yeah. Uh, I think on the business side, not... A ton to share that's new just because I was mostly out, um, well, I just put mentally out uh, out with all the guests and visitors and graduations and things. But uh, in terms of the team, though, the team made a ton of progress <laughs> you know, w- w- without me, I'll say. Uh, fixed a couple bugs, but otherwise, uh, yeah, the team full speed ahead on releasing the, what we're calling presentation mode, but it's essentially the app view of your summit model which i we're we're under we're still underselling <laughs> i think it's uh so we, we just uh and we just released uh peter deployed it today where now you can you can add param you could always add parameters to your model which would essentially be the inputs but now in this presentation mode the input fields can have custom labels they can have groupings they can have subtext to describe what the input is you can set a minimum and maximum value validation on the field. You can Wait, set is types. the presentation mode live already? It is if we turn it on for you. So we're doing oh, okay. by user. And it, it should be on for you. If it isn't, I'll, uh, I'll quickly do that. But um, we will share it with everyone soon. We had kind of a half-baked version last week. And then I would say this is like the fully baked version of presentation mode V1, where you can really customize the way the parameters uh, appear in your 
app view. So the, the form, essentially the form that you fill out to run the model, even as a, just a user of it, as opposed to a editor or builder of the model, uh, looks like a pretty rich little form. You can collapse groups, you can label things, like I said. Um, so we did, uh, we did another release there and it's just really exciting because uh, there's this convergence happening where I think what you can build with Summit is becoming so much more compelling that I hope it compels more people to learn how to build with it. Uh, that's the bet. And we released that today for some users. One step back. Yeah. You slapped a form builder on top of it. <laughs> just, it was, it was just last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. So the, um, you know how you could decide that different events have certain parameters, which is to say flexible inputs. The, um, those, those parameters are input fields effectively. And what we had before was you could kind of put any value you wanted to into the model in place of the value that's already there. Well, Peter sort of added this metadata layer, this meta layer that sits between the model and the uh, presentation mode that lets the user, the, the editor of the model, I should say the builder of the model, actually put descriptions and data around the input fields. So now the input field can be of a certain type, which is to say, you know, a, a fixed value or a preset value. It can have a minimum and maximum range that it's allowed to be. It can be currency, a number, or a percentage. It can have a description. It can have a custom label. It can be a part of a group. So, yeah, we basically built a very, very, very light version of Reform <laughs> into, <laughs> into the app <laughs> uh, so, that our, so that our model makers can essentially create this like nice little form input, input set form set for the model that they made um and it's live as of a couple hours ago and i will turn it on for you and a few others and we'll get that kind of early feedback try it out but um the the quote-unquote apps that you can make that view that you can make now is becoming pretty rich from a you know you could take the same model as somebody else at this point and design in a different presentation layer for it because you choose different labels, different input fields, um, different charts, different metrics to show up. So we've sort of created this whole extra kind of piece of value that people can add to a model. And that's really exciting because it means that you can help the user of your model just really, really understand contextually what what things are and what they should put into these fields. But it also opens up the possibility that maybe there's a model and you want to take it and you want to contextualize it. So maybe it's a generic revenue model. You could actually come into Summit, grab a generic revenue model, and then just by editing these fields and configuring these parameters, you could sort of uh, tailor it for a specific kind of business, right? Just by labeling things differently. So that's live. You've you've yeah. kind of taken the opposite approach of uh, Josh Pickford with uh, maybe you. Mm, so? He shipped the mini tools to uh, do marketing for the product that they would build eventually. 
Whereas you build uh, a product that can create mini that tools. Mini tools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the funny thing is, <laughs> because other people could use the mini tools to market their products. Yes, um, I mean a summit model is essentially it's just a function, and it can it can be pretty powerful. So what's what's funny about this is that the app view is what people get, but unlike with like let's say you subscribe to a, a financial modeling SaaS, a SaaS that gives you like this dashboard view of your finances which is basically just charts and, and labels and things, right? Summit, you could build that same model, serve up that same app kind of app view, dashboard view. But if you build it in Summit, you or your users, if you want them to be able to, can peel back the dashboard and edit the code that drives the dashboard, right? So you're not locked into the way this financial modeling SaaS decides to do things behind the scenes, right? It's It's extensible. It's like... It's like we've created a tool that lets people release extensible software, if you want to think of it that way. Have you heard uh, Des Trainer talk about how, I think it's Des Trainer, he talks about how it's a product development or like the uh, our industry is uh, cycles of bundling and unbundling? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like there is a, a spreadsheet phase, which was like a, everything is in, in, is in the spreadsheet and then people started unbundling that into like different uh, SaaS products. But mm -hmm. maybe SaaS, uh, maybe Summit can be like the next wave of bundling a lot of tools. Yeah. It, and then eventually there'll be a lot of startups of like, that are like turning things that people build on Summit into SaaS again, maybe. Yeah. Maybe well, they will I mean, have a, a Summit model in their, in their backend somewhere. Oh, we can we can allow that for sure. So if, if there's a button to embed it in a blog, there could also be a button to access it by API, and then it becomes yeah. like a Twilio or another service that you can, uh, like a Mailgun or a Twilio or something that you just call out to because yeah, you don't want to build a simulation in PHP. <laughs> so, um, so that's that was released today, which is awesome that that all got like developed and shipped. Obviously, it's been in development, but the fact that it. Uh, a lot of the hard work happened even while I was gone or distracted. Uh, it's amazing. So full credit to the team. It's really exciting. And uh, that's, I've been trying to all day, I've been trying to sit down and just like make something cool with it <laughs> uh, and maybe live stream it, but I, I haven't gotten there and I don't think I will today. So maybe tomorrow. Nice. Thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm really impressed. I can't wait to, to try it myself. I've only yeah. seen the, the pictures. I, I will enable it for you. And um, you know a thing or two about forms, so I think you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but feedback welcome. But uh, nice. that's about it. That's about it for me. Well, then maybe you should consider a feature upvote board. Oh, I so yes. So provide that feedback. That, that would be smart, wouldn't it? <laughs> that's nice. a nice uh, segue. <laughs> it is. It is. You got anything else? You want to call it a? Nap? I'll keep it short. Uh, the yeah, the team team carried it this week, and uh, that's about it for me. Well, that's pretty neat. Cool. Thanks. Well, it was uh, it was good to chat as always. Yeah, man. Thank and, you so much. Uh, thank you to Feature Upvote for being a sponsor this month. People should check out the page that Steve put together for all of you. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Thank you, Steve. Talk to you later. Thanks, thank you, Peter. Steve. Bye. Bye for now.